<laughs> oh wow. Oh my goodness, this is so awesome. Oh my goodness. Wow. If you listen to each other's heart And maybe love is the reason why Alright. Is it is this the cold open? I mean Oh my this god. Is gonna be awesome for the uh for the audio audience. Theater of the mind, people. Theater of the uh, mind. Audience. Uh tried. It's it's, it's the same spelling. <laughs> That was also going to be my question. I don't think, at least I can't do the goofy laugh or the the screw the yell. I don't know if you guys can. Oh, you right. okay. <laughs> 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 oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> I can't attempt it with the kids asleep, but um, yeah, I, 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 it, I it wouldn't be very good either. Coward, yeah. pathetic, just do it. And welcome back to another episode of Lauer After Hours presents Cinemet. This is a podcast series where we watch movies that are rated 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish if it's worth it. I am at Beep Count, joined tonight by Schweitz up in Canada. I've got Jeanette in Southern California. I have Powerline down in Southern California as well. God damn it. I was waiting to get that in there. But it, well, I changed Hell yeah. Baby. On this episode, we have the 1995 animation adventure comedy, A Goofy Movie. And in this month of May, we have Animation Month. So that's why we're doing a goofy movie here. <laughs> it is rated 61% by the critics on 28 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 70% from the audience on over 250,000 ratings, and a 6.9 stars on IMDb with over 53,000 ratings. Nice. It is directed by Kevin Lima. You know them from Enchanted, Tarzan, and he was a writer on Aladdin. This movie stars the voice of Bill Farmer. As Goofy, you know him from basically every Mickey Mouse clubhouse, anything that has Goofy to do with it. And he's also the voice on like 800,000 other things. This is also starring cinema regular Jason Marsden as the voice of Max Goof. You know them from Transformers, DuckTales, Young Justice, and as Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus. Also Step by Step and Full House. Was also best friends with Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World. How about that? Look it up. Google it. It also has Jim Cummings as the oh, yeah. voice of Pete. Jumming. You know him from Winnie the Pooh, Princess and the Frog, Aladdin, and basically every other Disney movie that ever needs a voice. We've also got Kelly Martin as Roxanne. You know them from ER, Life Goes On, The Face on the Milk Carton, and Army Wives. <laughs> this one also has Rob Paulson. His you name was Robert from- Paulson. In Death... A member of Project Mayhem has a name. 
His name is Robert Paulson. 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 Come on, guys. His please. name Stop it. is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. This is all over with. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. You know them from Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Jimmy Neutron. A goofy movie has a runtime of 1 hour 18 minutes or 78 minutes Canadian. This film had a budget of $18 million and grossed $35 million worldwide. It is rated G, and you can find it right now on Disney+. Taglines. It's Goofy and Max in their first full-length animated feature. Speaking of full-length, I'm not mistaken, Goofy's packing, right? Like, he's got a huge hog. Hog. Like, just a... Just... Right? Hog. Hogging it. This has been discussed. I'm not crazy. It has. And it's been verified. In the most hilarious and hippest animated musical comedy ever. This summer, it's high adventure. It's outrageous fun on a wild vacation. It's hard to be cool when your dad's goofy. Yeah. True. It's the story of a father who couldn't be closer to driving his son crazy. <laughs> Buns. Two more here. Meet Max. His girlfriend's a babe. His best bud is cool. But there's only one problem. His dad's goofy. Was that really his girlfriend? Hmm. Mm. Last one here. Wake me up when the trip's over. <laughs> yeah, they needed to bring that. You know, it's hard being cool when your dad's goofy. I think that's just the the one you yeah. go to. Yeah. We open in a wheat field straight out of the gladiator. We hear an ethereal sing song voice say, Max. Max starts walking through the field towards the voice. He sees a girl on a pedestal in a white flowing gown. It's Roxanne. She floats down and they embrace. Just as they're about to kiss, she recoils in horror. Max's teeth are now ten times their normal size. His ears begin to grow. His body begins to grow and he transforms into Goofy. Basically like a werewolf transition here. She screams, he screams, and wakes up from this terrible nightmare. The phone rings. It's his best friend, PJ. PJ asks where Max is. He should have been there an hour ago. Max smacks the clock, jumps out of bed, and starts to get ready. His dad, Goofy, barges into the room with a trademark, Yuck, good morning, son. Max's pants fall down, and he scolds his dad. Goofy says he forgot, leaves his room, knocks on the door, and does, Yuck, good morning, son, again. He says he just came in to see if there are any dirty clothes, and the floor is literally covered in dirty clothes. Max says that he's late for school. Goofy offers to drive him. Max declines, says he needs the exercise. Goofy starts to gather the dirty laundry with a vacuum, and he accidentally starts to vacuum a cardboard cutout of Powerline. 20th century. 
Oh my God. Can we, okay, let's just pause right here for a second because there's a very important thing going on. The whole theme of this movie becomes this trip that we're going to end up, you know, coming about because of Goofy's parenting. Your son's an hour late for school and you're not even thinking about that. He's not necessarily an hour late for school. He's an hour late to get ready for what he's trying to prep yeah, for. Correct. Correct. But yes, it's still problematic. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it my way. Pay the teachers. Max sees the cardboard cutout being sucked up by the vacuum, tries to rescue the cutout. Max turns off the vacuum and the cutout is ruined. Goofy apologizes, asks who that was anyway. Max says, it's Powerline, only the biggest rock star on the planet. Goofy says, not bigger than Xavier Cougat, the Mambo King. Goofy starts doing the Mambo with Max. Max leaves and Goofy stops him, says he forgot his lunch, gives him a big old kiss on the cheek in the front yard as some of Max's classmates laugh. When he did the Mambo, Mambo started dancing. I was like, is Goofy Greg Cody? Yes. Yes, 1,000%. Did you see those feet? Yeah, They're toenail? Black toenails. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Like black feet. A third of that chew is toenail. <laughs> uh, Max starts to break into song, and I totally forgot that this was a musical. I mean, I haven't seen this in like 20 years. Same. I was just I was just ready for Powerline Bangers, like, yeah. you know, or the banger. I, and, I thought um, that's what all there was, but nope. Straight but you know, here. and it's a very underrated musical after hearing it again because I was like, these songs are all very solid. And you know, when it comes to the the lore of Disney, you got your Donalds, you got your Mickey's. That's a duck, man. Shout out Ten Day, you know, steal him. Uh, just actually, you don't even—it's not even stealing. You know, it's rightfully taking what's yours. Um, you know, if Donald Duck's not in Disneyland, tad, totally out of his habitat, right? Anyways, uh, this movie needs more recognition. It's a very good movie. It, it was in like the music uh, musical aspect is very underrated. That's what I'm trying to say. Like that needs more recognition in the Disney lore. At least three or four certified toe tappers. And one bop. Oh, bop for sure. Mm hmm. After the song, after today ends, Max falls down the bleachers. He gets laughed at again. Roxanne rushes over to him and asks if he's all right. He says he's okay and then realizes it's Roxanne. And he loses absolutely all of his faculties, stammering, mumbling all over himself. Roxanne giggles. Hell yeah. And Max lets out a yuck. He covers his mouth in embarrassment and runs away. Max is now Monday morning quarterbacking his moment with Roxanne, says he choked, calls himself a spaz. Max is at PJ's locker, asks him if he has the camera. PJ said if his dad catches him with the camera, he'll kill him. PJ asked Max if he's sure he wants to do this. Max said this is his only chance. To Roxanne, he's just a nobody. They are interrupted by a bright light. And it's Bobby, voiced by Pauly Shore. This is basically just a cartoon version of Pauly Shore here. Except they didn't make him a weasel. Why didn't they make him a weasel? I don't know if there are any weasels in the Goofy universe. I don't care. Make him a weasel. Make it fit. I think when we're oh, yeah. accustomed to seeing weasels in the Disney universe, they, they tend to be like bad guys. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's it. I think everyone in this universe is like dog or dog adjacent or 
If you believe the rumors that Goofy is a cow, these are some weird, weird looking cows. Not a cow. Not a cow. That's that's been verified. Um, Utterly ridiculous. Moving on. It's Bobby, voiced by Polly Shore, basically just a cartoon version of Polly Shore, drinking from a water fountain with a straw. He says, Slurpage. He's got the classic old school AV setup here with a TV, slide projector, VCR, maybe a laser disc, maybe a Betamax, who knows. Max asks if that's all for them. Bobby says that he needs the fundage. Max pulls out a can of Cheese Whiz and gives it to Bobby. He shoots an unhealthy amount of fake cheese into his mouth, says it's pretty scrumptious. Max and PJ are disgusted, as was I. So Bobby's essentially a cross between Bob and Lewis, right? Cheddar. I tried. Close enough. I'm not beep. Bobby says, let's do this, ladies, and we cut to the school assembly. Stacy, the student body president, is addressing her classmates. She's congratulating the class on a great year. She's interrupted by a kid in the Star Trek shirt, Cat Connor, saying, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. She invites the student body over to her totally amazing end of the year party to watch the Powerline concert on pay-per-view, and the crowd goes wild. Now, she introduces the principal, Mr. Mazur, voiced by Wallace Shawn. This was his actually uh, first uh, feature-length film that he did. And he went on to do like 30 or 40 more with Disney, like Toy Story, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. The crowd goes so first animated. Yes, first, first animated. Thanks for the correction. A very important correction there. Uh, the crowd goes silent. We hear crickets. Major says that many students have asked what they can do to not waste their summer vacation. We hear groans from the audience, and they all start snoring. Chad leans over to Roxanne and says, so, about Stacy's party. Uh, Max sees this as he's peeking out from behind the curtains backstage. Max closes the curtain and asks Bobby how he's doing. Bobby has a welding mask and a torch, says not to give him attitude. He's doing this all for Max. PJ said if his dad finds out about this, he's going to nuke his entire existence. I'm starting to get really concerned about PJ's safety at this point. Mm-hmm. Like somebody needs he, to call Child Protective Services or something. He's, li- he's living under his father's thumb. Right under Future the thumb. callback. Uh, PJ trips over some cables and nearly falls through the curtain onto the stage. Max saves him and they give each other a little laugh. Principal Mazur is continuing to go on about what the kids can do over the summer. He says, what about science slumber parties? The lights go off and music begins to play. Max is dressed as Powerline. He's waiting backstage and Mazur is pissed. Bobby pulls a lever and Mazur falls through a trap door in the floor of the stage. A projector screen drops from the ceiling and PJ begins to broadcast Max dancing and lip syncing to a Powerline song and the crowd goes wild. Max trips over a cable and tears through the screen and rolls onto the stage, and the crowd goes wild. Bobby says, we need a little smokage, and begins to flood the stage with a fire extinguisher. Max is absolutely killing, killing it on stage. He Mm -hmm. owns this place. Stand up. Uh, PJ crawls under the smoke and hooks Max to a flying rig. Bobby hoists him up, and Max soars over the crowd. He grabs a basketball and dunks it. Uh, this valley girl asks who that guy is. 
Max zeroes in on Roxanne as a spotlight is shining on her. He's now face to face with her. The music cuts off as Mazer pulls the plug. Max is hanging in front of Mazer. Mazer pulls off Max's sunglasses, revealing to the crowd that it's Max. Some of the crowd says, it's the goof boy. Roxanne smiles. Bobby says, we're busted. Did you guys see the Little Mermaid in the background? It's like they have a, like scenery left over from a school play, and it's the Little Mermaid like on a boat. Ooh, I did, did not, not see that. Great eyes. Did not see that one. And I didn't see that one in the trivia either. Hmm. How about that? We cut to Goofy at work. He is a family portrait photographer. He's trying to get a baby to laugh and doing baby talk and playing with a rubber ducky. That's a duck! That's a duck, man! The baby ain't having it. Not one bit. Squeaker pops out the duck and gets lodged in Goofy's throat. The baby absolutely loves this. Every time Goofy laughs or talks, he squeaks. Pete smacks Goofy on the back, pops the the squeaker out, and says, stop playing around. Goofy takes the baby back to her mom. Mom says, you have such a way with children. Pete mockingly repeats her, you have such a way with children. Goofy's about to get the next in line. Pete bumps him out of the way, says, let me show you how a pro does it. The kid kicks Pete right in the shin and runs away. Pete starts to chase after her. Goofy tells Pete that that he sure is good with kids. Pete catches the little girl and says, what can I say? Kids love me. He grabs a large square of Velcro and traps the kid to the table. He says PJ's been begging to go on vacation. He says he's taking the boy camping. Goofy says Max would never go for something like that. Pete then says there's something wrong when a kid doesn't want to hang out with his parents. For all you know, he's running around with some gang, stealing stuff, and causing riots. Goofy says Max is a good kid. He's He'll never get mixed up in something like that. And we slam cut to Max sitting outside Principal Mazer's office. Max says that he's a loser and a failure. His one chance to press Roxanne and he blew it. Bobby says, Max, look, it's the leaning chower of cheese <laughs> And he's made a very, very realistic replica here of the Torre Pizza outside of, uh, outside of pizza uh, out of Cheese Whiz. Cheers. Yeah. And that's like... Still from the same can from the morning. So still from the same can. He's hitting yeah. that shit hard. hard. Real yeah. hard. Mazer. <laughs> I Bobby shovels this into his mouth the way a pelican might eat. PJ comes out of the office and said his dad is gonna squash him like a bug. Mazer calls Bobby into the office. Bobby hands Max the cheddar and tells him to guard it with his life. Roxanne and Stacy now walk by and see Max in the waiting room. Roxanne isn't listening to Stacy at all. She's just focused on Max. Stacy notices Roxanne noticing Max. She does the tongue clicking thing, sort of like a non-verbal hubba hubba. She tells Roxanne to go talk to Max. Roxanne coughs to get Max's attention. He doesn't respond. She taps him on the shoulder and startles him. He knocks her books and paper out of her hands. She starts to clean it up. He begins to help her. They reach for the same paper at the same time. Total meet cute thing happening here. Aww. Very sweet moment. She says that she liked his dance. He says thanks. It's from Powerline's new music video. She says that she knows uh, Powerline is like a total genius. 
Max says that he's going to be in concert in L.A. next week. Roxanne says that she knows Stacy is showing the concert at her party on pay-per-view. Question. Did, Have any of you ever watched a concert on pay-per-view with a bunch of your schoolmates? No. WrestleMania? Hell yeah. Concert? No. So I want to say that Woodstock 99 may have been on pay-per-view. So I remember watching I remember watching that with, with some friends, but I, I can't remember if it was on pay-per-view or if it was on something else. It was definitely pre like pre-major internet, so Yeah, like I think this was like a I remember like this happening maybe in like the late 80s, early 90s with some some pop singers that would do these kind of concerts on like closed circuit, but like it's not really a thing that happened too often or was geared towards kids yeah there was no like uh wiggles on pay-per-view or something like that (laughs) you know if that's what it goes back to like things but i kind of uh, i agree with you guys because even now it isn't something that continues it's either they'll do a direct stream on their thing but or they'll work with somebody like hbo and later on they'll do like the whole feature but yeah. This this is definitely 20th century stuff. And who's Powerline based on more? Like Michael Jackson, who else? One of a kind. So I, I don't think have, you can compare him to anything. I, I've got that actually in the trivia later. Okay. Future callback. Max says about the party, I was kind of thinking you might want to go with me. Roxanne says that she was kind of thinking she'd love to. Good. Great. Terrific. Wonderful. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. He cool guy says, I'll call you later. Max screams out that she said yes. Max starts doing the mambo in the waiting room, grabs a secretary and starts dancing with her around the room. Mazer and Bobby come out of the office. Bobby says, move with her, groove with her. Mazer tells the secretary to get Max's dad on the phone. Mazer calls Goofy at work, and he says, Mr. Goof. And I guess we find out that Goofy's last name is Goof? Is, 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 that, is that accurate? Is that a known thing? Yeah, because when he was saying pass down Goof to Goof, then I was like, okay, Goofy Goof. That's I guess that's what he is. His name isn't like, isn't it like G Goofy Goof or Goofy G? It's a lot of G's. It's yeah. Hmm. How about that? The more you know. Meh. Goofy still is not a cow. Matt, still definitely not a cow. Again, established. That that's canon now at this point. Goofy is worried that Max is hurt. Major said Max is in trouble. Says he was dressed like a gang member and caused <gasps> a riot at the school. <gasps> what? Wow. Whoa. Says Goofy should re- reevaluate reevaluate how he's raising Max before he ends up in electric chair. Goofy wonders what he's going to do with Max. We hear an announcement over the PA system at Goofy's work saying that there's a blue light special on aisle, aisle three. Goofy looks over at a bobblehead figurine of a kid fishing and he says, like destiny. Um, like, not to get too ahead of ourselves here, but I don't think... I could be wrong here because I know it's different in every state, but I'm pretty sure you cannot get the electric chair for interrupting a school assembly 
and ripping a projector um, screen. I could be wrong. I, I know that there are some incredibly, you know, tough on crime states where this might be a possibility. But I is is that really like that's worthy of the electric chair? Well, yeah, it's a we possibility. I'm on it. We, we may do we know what state this is taking place in? It's Again, somewhere in your callback. I have notes on that in the trivia. It's somewhere in the east. Uh, somewhere in the east-ish. east-ish. Sh- Schweitz, don't look it up. I want you to be surprised at this one. I think I know already, but I'll, right, I'll, well, I'll act surprised. Sa- save it. Oh, yeah. I- act surprised. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Goofy runs back over to the photo studio, tells Pete that he's going to take Max fishing. He runs out of the store yelling, I'm going fishing with my boy. Pete runs back to finish the photo shoot. The baby is no longer on the table. The diaper is there, but the bare-ass kid is running through the store saying fishing over and over and over. We cut to the final bell of the year at school. The doors fly open as kids rush out of the building. Everyone is congratulating Max on performance. The Valley Girl is thirsty. Stacy says Hell lay off. Yeah. He's Roxanne's. PJ says he heard about Roxanne. Said he knew that their plan would work. Starts a slow Max chant. I, I love a good either slow clap or a slow chant. Anytime we can get one of those started, I it just it, it warms the cockles of my heart. Max, 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 Max. No, just just me and Jeanette. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Everyone gathers around and joins in. Max leaves and gives high fives to everyone. He jumps on a skateboard and heads home as the Powerline song, Stand Out, plays on the soundtrack. Semi-montage of Max skating home. Max gets home and he sees his dad with his arms full of gear, packing it into the car. Ask him if he's going on vacation, and if he's gone more than a month, drop him a line. Is that a fishing pun? Yes, okay. but that's a pretty amazing because he left work and we're not into like, is this like he packed all that gear in like what under two hours? So Goofy is definitely the person you would want when you're going on vacation because he's going to pack everything overpack possibly. But yeah. you know that if you're in a crunch, you're waking up late to your flight. He's got you. Also, we know that Pete's also going on vacation, so there's nobody to cover the photo booth at work. TBD. Um, I got an answer for our question about um, can you get the electric chair for dressing up a power, as power line at a school assembly? No. There's no there's no rec- record on you know, and I even checked like for disrupting a school assembly for causing you know a ruckus at a school assembly. Palace of Auburn Hills at a school assembly. No, no electric chair. So that was, you know, that, uh, causing a riot. Okay. Yeah. Little, you know, Mazer er is a, a Mazer liar. Mm-hmm. Goofy says that it's not just my vacation. I'm going with my best buddy. Max says, Max asks if it's Donald Duck. That's a duck. That's a duck, man. Goofy says, no, silly. I'm going with you. Max faints, and Goofy wakes him up and says it's going to be so much fun. Max says that he's going to be sick. Goofy Think of says, that name you dropped, Goofy. 
His best friend is Donald Duck. Goofy says that he's got a present for Max. Quick change into full on uh, fly fishing gear. Goofy tells Max he looks just like he did at that age. Goofy says that he saved the best for last. Blows a layer of dust off of his case. Says, this has been handed down from goof to goof to goof. Opens it up and Max has a stick. Goofy says, no silly, it's a fishing pole. It dawns on Max that they're going fishing. Like the outfit didn't tell you that? Hat, vest, life preserver, no? None of that said fishing? Hmm. He's still in like basking in the triumph of Roxanne and getting all that okay. praise at the school. So he doesn't come down from that. And also he fainted. He just got up like 20 fair, seconds fair ago. That, yeah. that, that's a very fair point. Roxanne! Goofy says that we're going to like Destiny just like he and his dad did just to get away from it all. Max says he doesn't want to get away from it all. He likes it all. Goofy pulls out a map. It's the same one that he used with his dad. They're going to take the same route and hit up the same spots. Max says he doesn't want to go. See, there's this party. Goofy says there's going to be lots of parties when he's older. Wow, when I was your age, I'd never been, I'd never been invited to a party. <laughs> Look at me now. Goofy Hell opens yeah. the car door, says hop in, Maxie. Max says no, slams the door shut. Goofy gives him the guilt sob story. Well, I guess I'll just go all by myself. Sit there on the boat all alone. That did not sound terrible to me. I would have just been like, well, I don't know what you're eating for a month until I get back. So good luck. Maybe there's like maybe there's like a couple 20s stowed away in like a dresser drawer for him or something. (laughs) Because he can't mooch off of Pete and PJ because they're leaving too. And yeah, I mean, unless he's going to go mooch from Roxanne's family. Hey. Max says, I guess so. They proceed to get in a standoff. Goof opens the door, tells Max to get in. Max closes the door, says no. Goof opens the door, tells Max to get in. Max closes the door, says no. Goof opens the door, tells Max to get in. Max closes the door, says no. Goofy picks Max up, shoves him in the car, and buckles him in. Max says, why are you doing this to me? Goofy says, because I don't want you to end up in the electric chair. Says he's not giving up on Max. Again, we'll get through this again, together. that's never, ha- there's n- there's no recorded incident that that's ever happened. Also, like, I don't know about you guys, but if the school ever called my mom to say that I had misbehaved or there was a concern with something that I did, I would get that conversation right away. Goofy never brings up why he's concerned about this electric chair. He never brings up that the root of it is your principal called me um, because of what you did at the assembly. It's like that future callback. That would have like, like, come on, Goofy. Yeah, there, there's literally no communication here between these two whatsoever. So sometimes it goes our, from, our from like, yeah, so sometimes it's just like, he's a really good parent. And other times it's just like, how are you not doing something kind of basic? I don't know. Well, didn't like Mrs. Goof have like a really like tragic ending to her life? So like she was, she was impaled. Yeah, it's reported that there was like a car wreck 
and that she was Jesus. killed in the wreck. Oh my god! Reported. I, I don't know if it's been verified. This also okay. This also explains Max's hesitancy to want to go on a road trip with his father. Goofy driving, as we will see in the next montage, the most dangerous game in all of Disney animation. Didn't look at the road once. All animation, not, not just Disney. Any any anything in animation, even the most dangerous game. His concern is real. Well, and it starts here. They pull out of the driveway. Goofy says goodbye to the house, goodbye to the mailbox, backs into and breaks the fence and says goodbye to the pile of broken wood. Max says goodbye hopes, goodbye dreams, goodbye Roxanne. Max tells his dad that they have to make one quick stop. Max grabs the wheel and almost causes the car to wreck. So basically, horrible driving is it just runs in this in this goo family. They pull up to Roxanne's house. Max rings the doorbell. Roxanne's dad answers in his boxers and an A shirt. I don't want to use a, a different word for it, but everyone knows what we're talking Bingo. about there. He's growling at Max. Max asks if Roxanne is home, if she lives there, if she lives on that block. Roxanne comes to the door, tells her dad it's okay. Max is a friend from school. Roxanne tells her dad to go back inside. Max and Roxanne start talking. Roxanne says that she's looking forward to the party. Max says that he was looking forward to it, too. Max tells her that his dad has taken him on vacation, that he can't take her to the party. She says, well, I guess I'll just go with someone else. She walks away and starts to head inside. Max frantically starts to come up with a lie. Says says his dad is seeing a concert in Mm -mm. L.A. No, not even a little bit. She says, your dad is taking you across the country to a concert. And he just keeps digging a deeper hole here. He says his dad knows Powerline. They used to play together in a band. Goofy honks the horn and says, we got to get this show on the road. Kind of further cementing that lie. Max says, hold on, you party animal, you. Roxanne says, that you're serious? Max says, absolutely. He asks if she's still thinking about going with someone else. Because he was going to wave to her from the stage when he dances with Powerline in the final number. She says that's incredible. He says that he wouldn't miss their date for anything that wasn't incredible. She gives him a kiss on the cheek, and he's on cloud nine as he heads back to the car. She says, I'll see you on TV. Max kind of comes to here, says that he's in deep sludge. Who's dumber here? Max for saying this or her for believing it? 50-50. Max. Never happened. 60-40? Max? Well, isn't it... 80-20. Because they're leaning on some tropes. So for her, I guess, she's not the stereotypical teenage cynical girl. And Mm -hmm. that would have been the moment. Like, show me some concert tickets or something that proves this. I I don't know. Like, so she just... Like, well, there wouldn't really be any tickets if, you know, you're getting kind of backstage. You, you already know Powerline, right? It's like, hey, kind of a handshake deal. Just, you know, text me when you get here kind of thing. I have some comments when we get to that part. Perfect. Can't wait. Yeah, but also her, like, like the minute that he says that he can't instead of like, you know, okay, I'll just go by myself. I'll hang out with my friend, you know, Limited Fake Blossom here. She's like, well, I'll just go with somebody else. Like, come on. Red flag right away. You know? 
He should on both of them. Be careful on man. both of them, really, right? For him lying and for her being so gullible that she'll believe any lie. Well, I mean, he does tell the truth later on, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Future callback. There you Spoiler go. alert. Spurt. Hell yeah. We cut to driving down the freeway. Goofy is documenting their trip on his camcorder. Says it's day one, retracing the steps of my boyhood. He points a camera at Max and asks him to give a wave. Traffic violation. Completely dangerous. So dangerous. Max says not now as he looks out the window. Goofy says they should play some road trip games. You start with uh, 20 questions. Ask Max to think of a name. Goofy says man or woman. Max says, oh, man. Goofy thinks for a second and says, Walt Disney. Nailed it. <laughs> salute, the, salute the big cheese. Goofy says, it's your turn. Max turns on the radio and starts wailing on the air guitar to some quote-unquote rock music. Goofy says, so you want to sing a song? He puts in an eight-track, says that he and his dad used to sing this one all the time. High Hope starts playing on the stereo. Goofy it's starts singing Cody. along off-key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got... Max turns back on the radio and does more air guitar. Goofy plays the A-track again. They go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, the tape starts to unspool and the stereo breaks. Max says, great, Dad. Now we don't have any music. Goofy says, that's all right. We'll just entertain ourselves. The car keys start jingling. The car is sputtering. The pots and pans on top of the car start clanging and banging. And I have a note here. Is this the origin of Stomp? Something. I think I think SpongeBob ends up taking a page out of this book. There's an episode where there's, you know, a bunch of music and everything playing and and they kind of get down like the in a similar fashion. This was the other moment where as Schweitz said, it was like so out of Greg Cody cuz he remember there was a they had Mike Sure on and they interrupted Mike Sure to sing High Hopes, Greg in the shipping container. <laughs> it was so good. So I was like, this is Chris and Greg. Later in the movie, uh, he finds uh, Roxanne tying her shoe next to Max. <laughs> oh! Hell is their address 1440? Twice. Did anybody check that? <laughs> They start singing on the open road, and we have a driving montage as they sing. They see Mickey and Donald Duck hitchhiking. That's a duck! That's a duck, man! The song ends, and Goofy is still singing. He's reading the map and not paying any attention to the road. And he starts to drift into oncoming traffic. Max grabs the wheel and pulls them back into the lane just before they are obliterated by a semi. Again, his wife was impaled in a horrific violent car crash and this is how he still goes about his day terrible father your closest friends are on the side of the road blows right past him terrible friend we're learning a lot about mr you know triple g goof here not only does he have a big dick but he is a big dick if, if Walt Disney is that famous in that world, then Mickey Mouse would also be famous in Not Need to Hitchhike. Yeah. 
Um, the only thing you guys, uh, with the little old lady that had, I think it was a bunch of cats or dogs in her car. She zoomed, she like cut in front of them. She was in the red car and I was like, is that Lightning McQueen? Because it was red with like little flames on the side. So I was like, ooh, cool. Well, that, that was supposed to be an homage to the little old lady from Pasadena, the Beach Boy song. I thought it was that? Lightning McQueen. Ciao. Wow. Is that is that cinema? I, I think that may be cinema eligible. Wow. We'll see. Maybe. Wow. Nice. You can have my son on to to explain the movie. Get him on. Let the boy watch. <laughs> Ka-chow. Max says, why don't you just give me the map? Goofy says, no, navigating is a big responsibility. Plus, he doesn't want to ruin the surprise. Says he's taking Max someplace special. They pull into Lester's Possum Park. Goofy says it's even more beautiful than he remembers. A kid is screaming as she's being dragged into the park. Max says he's just going to wait in the car. Goofy says, come on, you party pooper. It's going to be fun. They go inside to see this animatronic possum jamboree. Think backwoods Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I believe it is a take on the uh, the Country Bear Jamboree from Disney World. Yeah. My dad's favorite. Tell us more, please. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. There are more teeth in an NHL game than in this room. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> the show ends and Goofy heads to the souvenir stand. Lester, the mascot, comes up to Max and asks, who's your favorite possum? Max says, don't touch me. Lester says, you look sad. You need a big hug from Lester. Lester grabs him and gives him a big old possum hug. Max smacks him in the face, says, beat it, doofus. Lester's head is turned 180 degrees. He falls down and is attacked by a bunch of children. Goofy comes back with some dead possum hats, says, let's go get our picture taken. Goofy is now hanging upside down from a tree, taking a picture with some possums. People are laughing at him and calling him a dork. The branch breaks, a possum flies through the air, smacks Max in the face, and the possum crawls inside of his shirt. Max freaks out and tries to get the rodent out of his clothes. It looks like he's dancing, and the jamboree band starts to play behind him. Goofy thinks that he's dancing. He grabs Max and starts to dance with him. The audience loves this, and they're clapping and laughing along. The Summer Teeth Kid says, Look, it's Dork and Dork Jr. This looks like the kind of place that Greg would definitely have taken all of the Cody's to on a summer vacation. For sure. In their, in their Winnebago uh, back. And Earlene would have wished she was dead. You would have been like, you should have seen this place back in the 70s. It was the bee's knees. The Summer Teeth Kid says, look, it's Dork and Dork Jr. Max gets pissed and storms off, throws the possum hat to the ground and heads the car. The door's locked and now it's raining. Max heads for the road and sticks out his thumb. Goofy asks, what are you doing? Max says that he's trying to get away from you. He just wants to get out of there. They get in the car. Goofy says, you dropped your hat and hands Max back his possum hat. Max says, this is the stupidest vacation ever. You dragged me a million miles away. Stuffed me in the stupid car to see some rat show. Max says, call me when the trip is over. Tagline. Goofy is dejected and he begins to drive away. 
They're at a campsite now. Goofy is putting up the tent. Max is sitting on a rock at the edge of a lake, playing with a stick in the water. The ripples begin to look like Roxanne. Goofy steps in the water and asks if Max wants to get some fishing practice in, only a few days until they get to Lake Destiny. Max walks away and says, maybe later. Goofy goes back and finishes setting up the tent. A giant RV drives over the tent. A deck, a pool, hot tub, bowling alley pop out of this thing. Max sees it and says, now that's what I call camping, volume 75. The back door slash drawbridge comes down, hits Goofy on the head. And then through the smoke and the dust cloud, we see it's Pete. Max asks if PJ is there. Pete says that he's loafing around there somewhere. Max goes inside to see PJ waxing the floor, dancing around, and jamming out to some power line. Max says that PJ is a goob. Max turns off the stereo. PJ finally notices Max, and they give each other a pretty lengthy handshake here. PJ says that he didn't expect to run into Max. PJ says that Max is jealous, and he doesn't have PJ's moves. Max says he's jealous of the RV. PJ says Max is the real star. He's going to the Powerline concert. Says the whole town knows about it. You're going to be famous, especially with Roxanne. Max says there's only one person who doesn't know about it, my dad. Pete and Goofy are on top of the RV. They're bowling. Pete asks how things are going with Max. Goofy says he doesn't know. It's like Max doesn't even want to be around him. Pete says you got to keep him under your thumb so he doesn't wind up in the gutter. Pete rolls one down the lane and leaves the seven pin standing. So if Pete works as a photographer at a department store, how do we think he has acquired... Uh, this massive RV. Do we think he just married rich? Do we? What? What? How do we think this happened? I was wondering the same thing myself, quite frankly. Because if you look what the jalopy that Goofy's rolling around in, I mean, come on. But he does have a you know pretty sick house, which did have a nice fence. Well, we don't see a Mrs. Pete, so maybe he collected some life insurance money. I mean, or she's something. in Goof Troop, but I don't think she's expecting <laughs> uh, wasn't I, I don't remember from the cartoon she was like super successful so she had like the better job than him because there was like one episode where they pranked pete into thinking she was pregnant when she really just got like a huge raise and promotion at work and that was the huge surprise that she had for him so i think she's she's mrs um many bucks and he's like you know i wouldn't want to call him a moocher but he does reap the benefits from that his makes success. so much sense because he sucks he's an asshole yeah um and he just you just totally get those vibes he probably so smells. for people out like there that smell and mooch right? off their their spouse um i can just tell you that there is hope for you <laughs> we have a support group <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a cartoon character. character. I know, but just listeners who feel attacked by that comment, I just just want you to know there is support groups. (laughs) Goofy says, almost. Pete replies, almost. Huh. Watch this. He yells for PJ. PJ comes running up to the top. Yes, sir. Come, sir. Right away, sir. Pete run or Pete points down the lane to the pin. PJ runs down the lane and kicks it over. Pete celebrates just like he just bowled a 300. Pete says, why don't you two stay for dinner? Goofy says, no thanks, we have some fish to catch. Max says, why not, we can fish tomorrow. Pete reminds Goofy about keeping Max under his thumb. 
Goofy says, no, go get your gear. We're going fishing. And I mean now. Goofy gives Pete a wink and a thumbs up, and Pete shoots one back at Goofy. We cut to Max and Goofy in the water. Max says he doesn't even know how to fish. Goofy says he's going to teach Max the family secret, the perfect cast. Goofy says that his dad taught him when he was about Max's age. Goofy says, you gotta be loose, relaxed, with your feet apart. 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, quarter three, towards your tay, twist, over, pod to do, I'm a little teapot, and the wind up and let her fly. Hell yeah. As he does this, he hooks a ribeye, Pete is grilling up, and fires this cast at least 50 miles. It completely clears the lake and lands in a huge footprint. It's Bigfoot. I thought Goofy was going to say the secret to a perfect cast is braided fishing line. Salute, Jeff. And salute, Jose Canseco. Bigfoot. Thank you. It's Bigfoot who is eating a lot. You know what they say about big feet? Goofy does. Paler. Barely newer. Goofy says, now we reel her in. Bigfoot grabs onto the stake as Goofy starts to reel it in. Goofy says that he caught something, tells Max to grab the camera. Goofy says it's got to be at least three pounds. And he's dragging Bigfoot through the lake. Bigfoot comes in to focus on the camera. And Max is petrified, says, it's Bigfoot. Goofy says, can you back up a bit, Mr. Foot? You're out of focus. Bigfoot roars. Max and Goofy take off. Bigfoot is chasing them. Pete now sees Mr. Foot. Packs up the RV and gets the hell out of there. Goofy is still documenting Mr. Foot as he's running backwards. He trips over the tent, dropping the camera. Max and Goofy are locked out of the car. They climb in through the sunroof. Goofy closes the sunroof just in time. Mr. Foot hops on top of the car and starts rocking it back and forth. Goofy says he's got the only video of Bigfoot. Max says they're going to be famous. We pan over to Bigfoot pulling the tape out of the camera. Max says, let's just get out of here. Goofy starts looking for the keys, and Mr. Foot has them outside the car and yeets them into the woods. Chooch. Cannon. <laughs> Mr. Foot is now rummaging through their supplies. He loves a good rummage. He does a puppet rummaging. show in the windshield with some socks. Max's stomach starts to growl. Just then, Mr. Foot throws a can of alphabet soup on the hood of the car. Goofy rolls down the window just a bit to grab the can of soup. Mr. Foot hears this and starts running towards the car. Goofy has the can, but can't get his hand back in the car. Max turns his dad's hand so that the can will fit just before Mr. Foot runs into the car. He falls back and a pair of headphones lands on his ears. Staying alive by the Bee Gees is playing and Mr. Foot is feeling it. He starts dancing. Goofy pops a cigarette lighter and puts the soup can on it to heat it up. Awkward silence here in the car as Mr. Foot is still dancing behind the car. Goofy starts laughing at himself. Max says, what is it? Goofy says, hi, dad, soup. Max confused. He doesn't remember. Goofy says that Max used to spell out the words in the soup like hi, dad. Max says like ambidextrous. Goofy says no, like small words. Max interrupts him and says, Asa la visa. Goofy says, bye-bye. Max says, or I pledge allegiance. Goofy says, or I love you. And we get more awkward silence. Max says, is it soup yet? Goofy opens the can with his teeth. Max is impressed as where he learned to do that. Goofy says, your granddad taught me that one. 
Max says, you two used to do a lot together. They start to apologize to each other. Some male to male banter. <laughs> Gorsh. They're interrupted when Mr. Foot climbs onto the car and starts to fall asleep. Goofy says that they should get some shut eye. Max finishes his soup, looks in the cup, and shows his dad. The remaining letters spell, Hi, Dad. Goofy starts fighting back some tears, as did I, and Max falls asleep. Fast forward a little bit here, and Mr. Foot and Goofy are snoring, keeping Max awake. Max finds a postcard and starts to write Roxanne. Says he's having a great time, and they're only days away from L.A. Goofy starts talking in his sleep. More Hi, Dad soup, please. Max starts writing again. He says that he's sorry that he lied and he understands if she never wants to see him again. He stops writing, says that he's dead no matter what he does. He kicks a glove compartment in anger and the map pops out. He starts to trace the route with his finger and he sees a route to L.A. A pencil rolls down the map and points right to the City of Angels. He looks over at his dad, back of the map, back of his dad, back over the map. He takes the pencil, erases the route, and creates a new route that ends in L.A. He, As he's about to finish, the pencil breaks. Goofy starts to wake up. Max circles L.A. and shoves the map back in the glove compartment. Goofy looks over at Max and asks, How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Max stammers and says, Three and a half. Goofy falls back asleep. A relieved Max tears up the postcard and litters all over the woods. Like, bro, come on. Causing rights, littering, just... Bro. On top of the mess that, I mean, Bigfoot already trashed their campsite. It's pretty gross out there. And then he's just adding more to it. That's still on you, Goof. Still mm-hmm. on you. A scrap that says, I lied, gets stuck in the tree branch as the wind carries the rest away. Cut to the next morning and we're at a truck stop diner. The waitress brings over the breakfast. Max looks at the map. Goofy says, we need to talk about the map. Says it's time he took some responsibility around here. Goofy clinks his coffee mug and asks for everyone's attention in the diner. He says, I, Goofy, do hereby dub my son Maximilian Head Navigator and lead Witchwayer of this here road trip. He says he's not even looking at the map anymore. Max can pick all the stops from here to Lake Destiny. The crowd goes wild. Road trip montage here. We get jet skiing. They fix a flat tire. The amusement park. Monster truck rally. Max takes Goofy to the largest ball of yarn. We see a mime getting crushed by a piano. We're fixing another flat tire. We go to a bat cave uh, called Carl's Butt Caverns, which is a play on Carl's Bad Caverns in New Mexico. (laughs) Shout out 505. Shout out Steak Sauce. Uh, They're going to a baseball game. They're fixing another flat tire. I mean, he's he's a terrible driver. That's three flat tires in. I don't I don't know how long this montage is supposed to be, but it's only a couple of days. So in all, well, terrible driving, but also kind of like responsible in a way because he's fixing the flat and then at the next like mechanic station that he stops by he's buying another flat like you know to just in case because he knows it's going to happen because that's a that's a whole new set of tires that he's running through yeah. in like what less than a week or something I remember less than a week three flat tires that's insane well 
awful. Again, he, they, wife was impaled. He, he, you know that thing where like once something happens with like your insurance, you're like uninsurable. So he like AAA like totally ratted him out. So he has like no way of getting any type of like towing benefits. Nothing. His, Definitely his shit must be by now. His shit must be crazy, man. There's a reason why Pete can <laughs> how, afford the How can RV. he afford that insurance as a photographer? This That's is insane. what I'm saying. He must have some pictures of some big wigs somewhere. Only at that ba- at, at the baby in the baby photo, fo- like doing dressed up as babies or something, some compromising positions. That that has yeah. to be it. They pull off the road to a roadside motel called the Neptune Inn. Uh, this is basically SpongeBob's pineapple house. It's completely basically under the water theme. They got water beds in here, shells all over the wall. They start hearing a banging on the door. A loud booming voice says, open up. It's the police. We've got you surrounded. Pete knocks down the door. And who, who's going to pay for that? Is that going to be on Goofy's card? All the damages? I don't know. Max and Goofy start goofing around with each other. Pete pulls Goofy aside, says, don't forget, under your thumb. Pete says that since we're being all palsy-walsy here, how's about you let us hook up the RV? It's a small little cable. You won't notice a thing. Goofy says, Sure. Pete yells for PJ, who comes in with about a hundred foot long drainage pipe. Pete tells Goofy to order a pizza. Goofy says he's going to go check out the hot tub. PJ and Max are talking and eating pizza. PJ says he can't believe Goofy would fall for a stupid idea like changing the map. Max says it wasn't stupid, he just panicked. Pete overhears this at the door. We cut to Goofy in the hot tub. Pete is now standing over him and climbs in with him. Says he's taking a break from the MTV generation. Says Goofy and Max seem to be getting along just honky-dory. Goofy says when he tried to Pete's way, Max just pushed farther away. But once he eased up a bit, things just sort of clicked. Pete says that he hates to be the bearer of bad news, but Max is duping you. Pete says that he overheard Max tell PJ that he changed the map. Goofy doesn't believe it. Pete says check for yourself. Goofy says that he trusts Max. He doesn't need to check the map. Goofy says Max isn't all the things that Pete says he is. My son loves me. Pete says, hey, PJ respects me. Tells Goofy to go check the map. Goofy heads to the car, reaches for the glove compartment, then stops. He hits the steering wheel and the glove compartment flies open and the map pops out. They really got to get a better latch on that thing. Also, if Goofy didn't understand the difference between Idaho and L.A., just when he's looking at the map in general, uh, it's a bit worrisome. You might need to check for dementia or something. He was, like, not... It's impossible to be driving on an interstate or a highway like that and not know where you're going. You know, because if... Because he's just like, why well, trust you completely to navigate us? But when you see the signage begins to change, and it's all indicating towards California as opposed to Idaho, like he's not—I don't think he can be that oblivious or what Max had in mind to like distract him from the changes. Also, do you guys enjoy hot tubs? I like a good hot tub. I love a good hot tub. Oh, so relaxing. Just really good. You get you get the right jet on the lower back. Ooh. You know, right? Oh, it was yeah. just, yep. 
So here's my question about this entire map situation. Hmm. Goofy said that Max is the navigator and head which way of this here road trip. He gets to pick all the stops. Why doesn't Max just say, hey, we're going to stop in L.A. before we go up to Lake Destiny? End of movie. Hmm. Put that into something in under file. We yeah, now cut and, to the hotel room. And this is like their heirloom. So of all the 13 generations of goofs or the three generations that came before and started using this map, they never decided to save the route in ink with a marker, with a pen. It's just like trusty pencil. Trusty number two. Mm-hmm. Christmas. We cut to the hotel room. Max and PJ are watching TV, and Goofy walks in completely shell-shocked. Max says that he's sorry about the mess, that he's going to clean it up. Max says that he should just leave. Goofy crawls into bed, turns off the light, and goes to bed. We transition It's the to, Little Mermaid again. She's the light transition switch. transition to Goofy from lying down to driving now. They're about to hit the junction. Goofy hands the map to Max, tells him to follow the route on the map. We're getting closer now. Even closer now, about to crash into the median. Goofy asks again, left or right, left or right. Max yells out left at the last second, and they are now heading west on Route 66 instead of north. Max breathes a sigh of relief. He says, how about a song, Dad? Goofy shuts that down. Max says, how about a game? Ask man or woman. Goofy shuts that down, too. Goof pulls off to the side of the road, storms out of the car, and walks over to the ledge. Max says that he's got to tell his dad about the map, about his directions. Goofy says, why bother? I'm probably too stupid to understand anyway. Max says, forget about it, walks back to the car, kicks the tire, and starts to lean on the trunk. The car starts to roll down the hill. Max says, dad, the car. Goofy says, now what? You want to drive too? The car is careening down the road. Goofy and Max are chasing after it. They catch up and try to get in it. The driver's side door is locked. Goofy says, you locked it. Max says, that's your door. You locked it. Max says, you should have put the brake on. Max climbs in and rolls down the window, and Goofy climbs in. The car is skidding along the guardrail, which is basically keeping them from plummeting hundreds of feet to the bottom of this canyon. Goofy tries to put the brake on, but it breaks. Max says, see, Dad, you ruin everything. Goofy says, will you ruin the vacation? Max says he never wanted to go on the stupid vacation anyway. The car flies off the cliff and falls into a raging river below. Max says, you should have just left me at home. Goof says, so what, you could end up in prison? Goofy says, your principal called me. Max says, it's not what you think. Goofy says, I just wanted to take my boy fishing. Max says, he's not a little boy anymore. Says he has a life of his own. Goofy says, yeah, I just want to be part of it. He says, no matter how big you get, you'll always be my son. They sit in silence now as the car somehow is floating down the river. Yeah, because... Silence and they break into another song. This is a... I don't know what material this car is made of because it can support the weight of a Bigfoot. And previous to that, all of the gear that Goofy had mounted on it. And now it's floating through a river like this is like hundreds of feet off of a fucking cliff into a canyon yeah so like what kind of space age military material is this it's the car from uh the blues brothers ah 
And also, it's like he addresses the principal's phone call like what two, three weeks after it happened. Now he gets around to it. It's like the reason this happened is because of your principal calling me. So, oh, okay. So if if the car hadn't rolled down the 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 cliff or whatever, they hadn't been in this perilous situation, that shit would have never been brought up. A brush with death will bring out the best conversation, I guess. Hmm. Awkward silence here as they break into another song. The song ends and they start talking about Roxanne. Max tells Goofy about the lie they told Roxanne. Goofy says, the only thing we got to do now is get you on stage with this power line feller. Max says, how are we going to do that? Goofy says, leave that up to me. It's not like I'm going to lead you into a calamity. Max notices that they're about to go over a waterfall. They both freak out. Goofy falls off the car. Goofy grabs his fishing rod, runs down the riverbank, and tries and gets onto a falling tree. Tells Max to grab hold of the fishing pole. Max misses, and he's about to head over the edge. Goofy casts his reel and catches the car, stopping it from heading over the edge. Goofy loses footing, and the car goes over the waterfall. Max is tangled in a tarp and some rope in a makeshift parachute. Goofy goes over the edge. Max catches the rod as his dad hangs on for dear life. The handle starts to slip off the rod, and Goofy is in a free fall. Max takes the rod and does the perfect cast. He catches his dad by the pants and starts to reel him in. Goofy looks at Max and has a proud papa moment and says, The perfect cast. Salute braided fishing line. <laughs> Tears well up in his eyes. I, I really want to know, like, what is, like, the weight on this on this line? Like, he held up a fucking car. That's what braided fishing line will do for you. Hmm. We'll ask Jeff later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely has to be on the next uh, LTC. Ha- have to ask that question. Oh, he'll enjoy an- answering it. Don't worry. Max says this has been the perfect vacation. Goofy says that it's not over yet. We now cut to Los Angeles outside the Powerline concert. It is sold out. Uh, gear is being thrown backstage. Max and his dad are stuffed into some instrument cases. Goofy says, we made it, now let's get you on stage. Max says, maybe this isn't such a good idea. I'm sorry, I just didn't, like, this is where the movie lost me. They didn't even make a plan. How did they get to L.A.? How did they get in the instrument cases? I have just lots of questions here. They just jumped ahead. like It was in the deleted scenes? I guess so. Must have been. They they skipped over a lot to get here. They they just floated down the river. The LA River. In a guitar kit. What happened was they floated down the, into the LA River and amongst all of the debris in the river happened to be two um instrument cases that they just happened to be able to fit in and they managed to find the truck that's going to the Powerline concert and nobody was the wiser. What's so hard to believe about that? That sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, this would never happen post nine eleven. You have to suspend some belief here. I mean, we just saw a car fall off of a fucking cliff into a canyon and float down a river. It's also a car that they were driving when they had no way to access the actual keys. So correct, yeah, because because Mister Foot absolutely yeeted those keys somewhere in the wilderness. So that means that the whole time they were in the car, 
Goofy had the actual spare on his person or it was in the car and he was just fucking with Max. It was on or the Or they actually were, or they were able to find it. No, because I know how they got in through the sun visor, but then how did they get the car to start going again? Unless he like he hot, had the spare in Max, the sun visor. Max, kno- Max knows how to how to hot wire because he's in a gang. Yeah, he's oh. in a gang. That's mm. right. Max says, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Some backup dancers pass by and he says, "Uh, then again, and Max is horny. Tension. (laughs) Powerline comes out on stage as Goofy and Max are running around backstage getting chased by security. Powerline is absolutely crushing this song. Eye to eye. Yeah. Eye to eye. We cut to Stacy's party where they're watching the concert on pay-per-view. Bobby says that goofy kid ain't there. Stacy tells Roxanne, don't worry, he'll be there. So when you do this, are you charging like to make back the, the pay-per-view money? It's like a dollar per person, 50 cents, something like that. Depends on how much the pay-per-view is. If it's like a $29.99 thing, you know, maybe a buck ahead. If it's like Fifty nine or sixty nine ninety nine. Shout out Cinema, five bucks ahead. I, I think her. I think her parents were rewarding her for being a valedictorian. Victorian, VV. Good for her. Stacy tells Roxanne, "Don't worry that he's going to be there." We're backstage. Goofy's in a crystal ball that gets blown to shit by some lightning bolts, and he lands on stage. Max is on some light bar above the stage. He tells his dad to do the perfect cast. Goofy starts to do the perfect cast. Powerline thinks this is a dance and joins in. Security now chases Max on the light bar. Max swings from a rope and crashes into the Jumbotron. We get an instant light show here. He lands on the stage and now all three of them are doing the perfect cast. We cut back to the party. Bobby said Max is on the tube. I know him. Roxanne is totally smitten here. We cut to PJ and Pete watching the concert. PJ says he did it, and Pete does a spit take all over the big screen. We cut back to the party, and everyone is doing the perfect cast. Bobby drops the cheese whiz. Stacy and Bobby reach for the can at the same time. Another meet-cute moment. The song ends, and the crowd goes wild. We cut to Goofy's car crawling down the road. Uh, and he pulls up to Roxanne's house. It sputters to a stop, and the bumper falls off. So they had the car the whole time? It was floating down the L.A. River. Oh, wow. Yeah. Max says that he's afraid afraid to tell Roxanne the truth, that she'll never want to talk to him again. Goofy says, well, then she's not the one for you. Max says that's what he's afraid of. He walks up to the door, rings the bell. Roxanne's dad answers in a towel. Max says, hi, remember me? Dad slams the door in his face. Roxanne says, daddy, and answers the door. She says, I saw you on TV. You were great. He says, yeah? No. No, I mean, no. He says, I lied to you. I don't even know a power line. She says, what are you talking about? A billion people saw you dance with him. Max comes clean about the entire lie here. Roxanne says, why would you make something like that up? He says, I don't know, I just wanted you to like me. She says, I already liked you. From the very first time I heard you laugh. A yuck. She asks if he's doing anything tonight. He says that he's doing something with his dad. He says, how about tomorrow? She says, deal, and holds out her hand for a shake. He gives her a kiss and then a yucks it up. 
We cut to Goofy trying to put the bumper back on the car. He looks at Roxanne and gives her a wave. The car blows up and sends him sky high. He falls back to Earth with his Goofy slash Wilhelm scream. He crashes through the front, through the roof of the porch. Max says, Roxanne, I'd like you to meet my dad. Goofy says, Enchanté, mademoiselle. And roll credits. And maybe love is the reason why. Voice of a fucking angel, pal. We're lying. Thank you. We got some trivia here. The character of Powerline is a mixture of Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson. A spoofy movie. (laughs) Although Jason Marsden is a talented singer, he did not perform the musical numbers in the film. It was out of Disney's concern that a Broadway-style musical actor should provide Max's singing voice instead. That actor was Aaron Lore, a personal close friend of Jason's. However, 20 years later, at the 2015 D23 Expo, during a panel celebrating the film's 20th anniversary, this was rectified when Jason Marsden and Bill Farmer sang a duet of On the Open Road together without any prior rehearsing. Professional actors there. Practors. Bobby... Bobby Brown was originally set to voice Powerline and had already recorded some songs from the character, but was fired due to substance abuse issues. Some of the songs Bobby did for the movie were revamped and ended up on his Forever album. Pauly Shore improvised much of his dialogue as Bobby. And in the scene, after Bigfoot attacks Max and Goofy, uh, Max kicks open the glove box and the map falls out. Max then looks at it. The starting location is around the area of Columbus, Ohio, answering a question that has been around for ages. Where does Goofy live? Shout out Schweitz. Shout out Patty. All right. So we are going to get into our our ratings, our reviews. And just as a recap here on Cinema, we have three ratings. Yeah. One of my favorites. I'll watch it every time it's on. Can't wait to watch it again. Meh. Maybe once is enough. It's probably going to be a few years a few years before I watch this one. Or, feh, get out of here. Never going to watch this one again. Schweitz, I'm going to start with you. What do you got? I'm going to go with meh. Um, just for nostalgic reasons, I will probably watch this movie another time in my life. But I have no real interest to watch it anytime soon. It's not the first movie I'm going to show to my kids. Um, you know, just down the line, there is some nostalgia in it, but and the music's obviously pretty good, but I have no real interest in watching it again. Pretty good, certified toe tappers and powerline bangers all through this thing. All right, okay, okay. music yeah. alone, still a mess. Wow, wow, that that is shocking. That may be the most shocking thing we've we've had on this on this entire series. Jeanette, what about you? Yeah, I think it'd been maybe like maybe 20 years or it's been a while since I've seen this movie. It's been a while. (laughs) And even uh, I did the thing where because there's a sequel. So I was just like, I hope I'm picking the right movie and that I didn't pick the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, So I I went back and double check the notes because 
that's what happens when you get old and some of the things i had forgotten so and other things it was like nice to relive so for me this is a yeah but a low yeah and then also had forgotten that yeah. power line now is um <laughs> that's a tevin campbell and i remember him as just being a huge you know teen idol sensation back in the 90s he he had a cameo appearance in fresh prince of bel-air he was ashley's boyfriend or yep. love interest so uh, it, it I, I i liked it so uh if it if i'm on the you know disney plus and i don't want to watch any of the star wars or any of the marvel stuff this would be up there yeah all right pal erline what about you it's a definite yeah for me i've seen this movie a number of times, and I'll probably see it a number of times again before I pass away. Just how the way things go. Love me some goofy movie. I fuck with it heavily. There you go. Very nice. I'm going to go, yeah, on my part. I haven't seen this one in about 20 years, and this was nostalgia overload for sure. Like I said, all these songs here, toe tapping. I was even singing along with the songs, even though I haven't heard them in at least 20 years. Uh, I am absolutely going to show this to my daughters. They love Goofy. They are going to love this movie when they do see it. Yeah, a- absolute yeah for me, for sure. So the next one we're going to be doing here for animation is going to be Shrek 2. So thanks a lot for joining us here on Shoot. Lauer After Hours Presents Cinema. This has been at Beep Count, joined tonight by Schweitz in Canada, Jeanette in Southern California, and Pow. Line in Southern California. We will talk to you next time. Vaya con Dios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. 